Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Please welcome to the podcast, Steve Hayes, and of course with him, the National Security Administration. Right, Steve? <laughs> I don't know. It's NSA, DHS, TSA, the, the alphabet soup of uh, government security. Well, now that we know that you are, in fact, on the now that we know that you're on the terror watch list, do I call you Steve or do we use your code name Condor? <laughs> I think you can call me Steve. Call me whatever you like. I'll answer. Well, so tell us, uh, how did you find out that you are, in fact, on the terror watch list? Yeah. So what happened was uh, I took a trip to Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago, and on my way out, I was stopped and uh the, the first person i showed my identification to said that uh, i needed to be screened advanced screening called over a supervisor they shut down a lane um took everybody from that lane into another lane and then gave me my own screening added about maybe a half hour i didn't think much of it i thought it was one of these sort of random uh selections uh, but then on the way back, the same exact thing happened. It took quite a bit longer, and I asked the supervisor who was doing the screening, am, am I on some kind of a list? And he can't really talk about it, but I think that you are. Um, I didn't pay much attention to it until I flew out uh, or until I was about to fly out and try to check in online for my flight this morning and was denied, at which point I called the airline and talked to the airline and said, why can't I get a boarding pass in advance? And they said, you're on the government terrorist watch list. Um, so there we are. And then I talked about it to the, uh, I got pulled aside again this morning uh, by a supervisor, did the same rigmarole, asked that person, they said, you're on the list. Your parents must be so proud, Steve. He's finally on the, the he's been noticed, he made the terror watch list. I'm on, I'm on some list. I mean, I guess some lists are better than, than others, you know. You know, a lot of people, we, we, t just today we found out that the DHS and uh, FBI have released a bulletin to local law enforcement. You know, watch out. People who are uh, sympathetic to ISIS may want to, uh, you know, retaliate for our decision to bomb, to bomb in Syria. And it makes some of us a little nervous, Steve, that with true bad guys out there, that they're tracking you on the They have to know. It's, it's, I mean, not, not that you're kind of a big deal around here or anything, you know, but they, people have to know who you are, and that just makes us, the whole thing so silly. Well, one of the agents, when I was in Minneapolis, actually, was a regular Fox News viewer and uh, reads the Weekly Standard, and, you know, we chatted about about that, and, you know, he, there was not much he could do. I think he felt felt badly about it. But you know, I'm not, nobody's asking. I'm not certainly not asking for special treatment. And you know, when you look at the the range of threats that we face, particularly the ones that we're talking about now, with, related to the uh, the strikes on this Corazon group, there's serious threats. So there's a role for DHS and TSA to be doing. Uh, you know, basically what they're they're trying to do. Now, I didn't like the idea of a new homeland security bureaucracy, but those debates are in the past. Um, the problem is when you when you have something like this, and look, you know, this happens to, to Americans across the country every single day. Is it makes it does make people wonder. You know, are these people effective at all? I mean, if if you're you know, if you've got somebody on the list who plainly doesn't belong on the list, how many other people do you have that don't belong on the list? And how many people that belong on the list uh, are traveling about freely throughout the country? And I think those are the concerns that's, that a sort of silly incident like this uh, raises. Well, you know, Ted Kennedy was on the list 
repeatedly off and on <laughs> it was really hilarious and it makes the point that you know there's there's a this thinking out there i think from typical americans they go come on we know that it's a very very small group of people who want to hurt us it's bad enough that we have to stand in line and take off our belts and our shoes but when you've got somebody who everyone knows who it is i mean there's no secret about who steve hayes is you know there's when barbara streisand's flying there's no secret you don't have to like her or dislike her we just know who she is she's not a threat when when we waste time on that it really raises questions does this thing work at all Right. And look, I, I can understand. I mean, you know, I've gotten questions about whether I think I'm being targeted because my political views, because I work at Fox, at the Weekly Standard. I don't think that's the case. Um, in all likelihood, I took a trip uh, this summer with my wife. We flew on a one-way flight into Istanbul, Turkey, uh, and then departed a couple weeks later from Athens, Greece. And I think the, the system is flagging people who have taken potentially suspicious trips to Turkey, which, as we know, is really the route that uh, fighters are going into Syria and leaving Syria. So I understand if there was some sort of automatic flagging system. I guess I would think that, that then they would apply additional scrutiny to the list um, and then, you know, check it against check it against known travelers, check it against additional flights. I've not flown a few times uh, since this has happened. Um, there's just a lack of efficiency that I think you, you expect from uh, a government bureaucracy. Uh, but, you know, at some point, it's got to correct itself. Well, Steve, come on. We know what is really going on here. It's the goatee. I mean, I've talked to so many people who say right away, <laughs> the goatee sets off the alarm. I mean, you do. You, you know, you, you go to Greece, you get a little swarthy, you got the goatee on. I'm not that surprised. Well, remember, I mean, if you go back to, and, and you know, it, it's a funny point, but the, the serious, the flip side, the serious flip side of that is if you go back to 9-11, uh, most of the attackers had actually shaved their facial hair uh, because they wanted to sort of fit in. So I thought it might be an advantage for me to keep, keep it <laughs> Um, by the way, uh, uh, when, when you're not being uh, uh, shaken down by the TSA, you do occasionally cover what's going on Capitol Hill. The president's speech today, very, uh, very forceful, very Cheney-esque, dare I say, actually saying that the only language that the terrorists understand is the language of force. Uh, what's the response or likely response uh, from Republicans and Democrats to this tougher new approach from President Obama? Well, I think it'll be mixed. I mean, I think Republicans are going to say, where, where has this guy been for six years? And Democrats are going to say, can we have the old guy back? Um, I don't think Democrats are necessarily going going to like this new Barack Obama. And I guess I would only hope that he follows through on his rhetoric. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to give a speech. Uh, it's another thing to follow through and actually uh, do the kinds of things that will end up reducing the threat. I think it was a positive step that the administration targeted the Khorasan group and didn't limit its strikes to ISIS. Um, the Khorasan group is, uh, in effect, it is core al-Qaeda. The administration has talked for years about how al-Qaeda is decimated, how the al-Qaeda leadership in Afghanistan, Pakistan, no longer presents a threat, how the threat is virtually gone. Well, this is, these are the people that they were talking about, the people who have triggered this new uh, round of scrutiny, this, this uh, new terror scare, uh, in part, in addition to the ISIS threat, uh, that's the Khorasan group. Uh, and they've been known to certainly counterterrorism experts for a long time. Tom Jocelyn from the Foundation for Defense of Democracy has written about this at the Weekly Standard repeatedly over the years, identifying individual terrorists. He's also written about it at Long War Journal. He gave congressional testimony about it, uh, I think, last spring. 
So this is a serious threat. It's an evolving threat. It suggests that the network is not isolated to uh, the Fatah, but is much broader and much more diverse than the administration has suggested to this point. And what was the reaction to present speech from your allies in ISIS, Steve? <laughs> I don't think they were watching. <laughs> Didn't you skip my heads up? See, I look. I assume you're at some kind of meeting or whatever with your Al Qaeda buddies, and that this is what's going on here. So you can really, you can tell us now, Steve. It's all out in the open. Well, I think. Look, you know, uh, I think like like the American people, ISIS will judge the president based on his actions. Um, and you know, I think got off to a good start the other day. I have deep concerns about the broader strategy. I have uh, real concerns about the Syrian opposition and our ability to distinguish good guys from bad guys. Um, there are lots of questions about the strategy to president's unwillingness to even consider putting boots on the ground, not only what that means practically in terms of our ability to gather intelligence, to carry out strikes, to target ISIS and others, um, but also the message that it sends. You know, it sends a message that we are going to, in effect, be fighting a non-war war, and that's not a message that you want to send to groups like ISIS, like Khorasan, like Al-Qaeda and its affiliates around the world. He's Steve Hayes with the Weekly Standard and Rush Chairman for ISIS this fall. Thank you for joining us for the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.